You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo. This is our regular Friday weekend um, scripture and message podcast, but you're actually going to get the um, text study style today, which we do on Tuesdays. Some of you probably listen to that, and maybe some of you don't. So maybe this is a little plug for our Tuesday text studies. That's also called Alter Echo, but it's called Alter Echo Text Study. And um, you can find that on our website at sjlcl.org also, just as you can find this weekend podcast on our website. So Pastor Kim and I are sitting here today. It's a cold, cold, frigid um, late December day, the 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 uh, polar vortex is starting to set in, but we're hardy. We don't care. We don't care. Do we? No, we we continue to choose to live in Minnesota. It's we are hardy people, and we are not easily daunted. And so we right. wear a warmer sweater and our boots, and here we go. Well, and you even went to college in Moorhead, Minnesota, didn't you? Which is the windiest of huh. the places for some reason. It yeah. is always very cold there because it's windy. Do they have a name for any of the of the any technical terminology up there? Like when snow combines with wind and dirt, does it create something? I don't think I ever heard a technical term while I was up there, <laughs> but I think the most impressive hmm. sign of winter when I was a student at Concordia was that late in the winter after the um, the equipment had been going around and blowing the snow off of the sidewalks, yeah. the snow piles were so heavy that you felt like you were walking through a maze of snow because it was so tall. You couldn't even see over them. Wow. But the paths were cleared and so you could get from building yeah. to building and I have never before or since experienced anything quite like oh, that. Oh, interesting. Well, when mm-hmm. I was a student there, um, mm-hmm. they called that snurt. Really? Snow and dirt together blown by the Oh my goodness. The wailing winds that hmm. come across the plains of North Dakota um, create snurt. I've never heard that. <laughs> there must have been a reason that was not politically correct anymore by the time I got to Concordia just a few years later. Yeah, who, you know? who knows why, but now you know. Don't know. If no. you don't know now you know. Snurt. Okay. Yeah. Biggie Smalls. Okay. okay. So you're gonna so anyway, we're gonna do the Friday weekend <laughs> podcast text study style. Yes, because we have a guest preacher this we weekend. Uh, Pastor Nixon, uh, and I will not attempt to mispronounce his last name, but is a friend of ours from Muhanga in Tanzania. Mm. And he has been studying at Luther Seminary on campus this year um, to finish his his pastoral studies. Um, and so he is excited to join us mm. and we're excited to have him and hear some good news about our global partners in Muhanga. Cool. So he will be preaching um, on the text we're about to read this weekend, but since he's a guest preacher, we're not having him podcast. I think that's a good idea. We'll do we'll do it for him. Yeah, that's right. Good. That's right. Good. So the so the story that we will hear Pastor Nixon preach on is John chapter two, beginning with verse one. So if you have a Bible, you can open it up and read along. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and me? (laughs) My hour has not yet come. 
His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, but then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and the disciples believed in him. This is the gospel mm. of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's really one of the great stories. Um, I, I know I've told uh, pre-marriage couples in the past that, you know, weddings and marriage really aren't a thing in the Bible. Right. You know, no, the Bible's not concerned with getting married and so sometimes it's kind of hard to pick mm -hmm. scripture passages here happens to be mm -hmm. maybe the one in the that's bible right. that actually talks about a wedding mm -hmm. so you hear this one once in a while that's right yeah that's it's right. in our it's in our wedding liturgy yes um yes it so, is yeah hmm. so what do we make of this story when we're not preaching it at a wedding yeah or what what um where does our curiosity go today mm -hmm. it is curious that um that in the gospel in verse 11, mm -hmm. it says what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory mm -hmm. and his disciples believed him. And so, you know, very often we've called John the book of signs because there are mm -hmm. seven mm -hmm. miracles or seven signs. Yep. Um, and they are meant to bring about faith. That's right. They're meant to perk people up, wake mm -hmm. people up, mm -hmm. make them, you know, amazed at the glory of God mm -hmm. and come to faith because of it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. We need that. Mm, that's right. You know, so that my, I know my mind goes there. Huh. What's the purpose of a miracle? Sure. You know, and is that's it right. to, to make us think so differently about things mm. and wonder mm -hmm. and be in wonder. That's right. At the glory of God. That's right. How about you? Well, hmm. I'm always a little bit intrigued by this text, not because it's about a wedding, but because of some of the, um, how do I say, contemporary fundamentalist attitude toward Christians drinking alcohol, hmm. and that Jesus bring not only brings the wine, but brings like way too much of it yeah. for the people, um, and he's not criticized for doing that necessarily. I mean, there's, we could have a different commentary on self-control and moderation, of course, oh, of but course. Yeah. Um, but interesting, just kind of, at least in the era of my childhood, what mm. a bad rap that mm. had that... Um, as part of the kind of the narrative of yeah. how to be a Christian, how to be a good Christian in the world, right? And Jesus comes and does something that, I mean, and obviously wine functions differently in our culture than it did in the ancient culture, mm -hmm. but um, it just interesting to me what a bad rap that gets. And Jesus here does kind of an amazing thing with something that gets a bad rap. Yeah. Which it's, isn't that surprising. Right. In a way, right. when we think about it in that frame. Isn't that that joke about the yeah. the, the mother who's talking to her son who mm. in ta is talking in kind of puritanical ways mm -hmm. about wine and, right. you know, and everything. And then yeah. the son's response back to his mother is, well, mom, mm. Jesus drank right. wine. And her response to him is, yeah, that's one of the things I didn't like about him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... 
<laughs> it's a simple Simon, but well, and we all have something we per- we are our least desirable quality about Jesus. Right. We all have something like that if we're being honest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There are things we would prefer Jesus hadn't said because it's a little inconvenient for us. Yeah. yeah. Irritable. Exactly. Yes. You know. So your, I mean, your point is that, um, you know, maybe some of this even points out some of the puritanical strains mm-hmm. of, yeah. You know, social. Totally. Mores and, and whatever that are that run mm-hmm. through the American mm-hmm. experience of life. That's right. That don't run through the French or the German right. or, you know, other right. parts of the world's uh, framework either. And That's right. So we just have to kind of say it for what it is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I suppose. Yeah. It's also interesting to me the function that, that other people have in this, in the the role of this sign, right? Mm. Or the, the happening of this mm-hmm. sign. That Jesus is not the one who kind of comes in and takes charge and starts dictating things, but he does it at the insistence of someone else. Yeah. Right? His mother. His mother. <laughs> oh, boy. I did chuckle at that because I always do because mm-hmm. he calls her woman. Right. Woman. And I think, man, if I would have called my mom that, I would have. Oh, my God. She would not call you a neat guy. <laughs> Your mom right. would not. Yeah, that's right. What <laughs> a neat guy. woman. Right? <laughs> woman. Oh. oh, it is just, it's such a curt little uh, thing little there. little exchange. And, yeah. 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 I almost, uh, I can sort of read between the lines and hear Mary muttering under her breath, you don't speak to me that That's way. Right, that you don't stinker. speak to your mother. Yeah. Joseph wouldn't let you speak to your mother that way. <laughs> right? Oh, boy. Uh, so what's the, what is the purpose of the story? Mm. It's early. I mean, it's the second chapter mm-hmm. of John. The whole first chapter is about... Yep. The word becoming flesh, mm-hmm. the entrance of Jesus of God into the world as a human. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know the, the the calling to people's awakening to mm-hmm. this being mm-hmm. the heart of God. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I'm reminded that in that in the the birth narrative in John, if you can call it that, mm-hmm. we have the word uh, or the phrase "grace upon grace" yeah. as part of the invitation uh, and the unfolding of God cool. in Jesus. And here we sort of see, I think, an interesting echo or a manifestation mm. of that. Mm. Um, that the the signif- in a lot of things, I say Bible math doesn't make sense, and we really shouldn't pay attention to it. But here right. it's kind of interesting, right? If you really think about that, there were six of these giant jars, and each of them held. 20 or 30 gallons. Right. Jesus made an insane amount of wine Mm -hmm. this day, right? Mm -hmm. Like that would be an incredible amount of water, much less of wine. Mm -hmm. So here we see in an interesting way that Jesus not only provides enough, but he provides in excess or in abundance. Like a way excess. Like way, like way too much uh, Mm -hmm. uh, extravagant, ridiculous excess. Mm -hmm. We don't know how many people were at this wedding. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, 30 gallons right. times six is 180. Mm-hmm. 20 times six is 120. So you've got 120 minimum gallons of of wine <laughs> for how many people? It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Yep. So it's that's, I like your point that yeah. this is mm-hmm. grace upon grace, mm-hmm. generosity upon generosity, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and I, you know, curiously too, here's a here's a, a, an experience in the Bible in the mm. Gospels of a human celebration, mm. and you don't mm-hmm. get a lot of that. No, not really in the Gospels. Mm-mm. You know, there's a lot of there's a call to discipleship. There's but there's Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, going into the mm-hmm. hardest parts of life, yeah. and he experiencing the hardest part of life. Yeah, you know, being murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, but here mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. Is a human celebration that mm-hmm. is meant to start the story of this gospel. Yeah. And, and Jesus it, is in that too. He's right in the midst of it. Celebrating with the people. Yeah. And providing for their celebration. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And this is supposed to be mm-hmm. one of the things that opens people's eyes to his uniqueness. Yeah. That he's there at every, mm-hmm. every moment. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so, so maybe the, an invitation for us mm-hmm. is to think about um, ways that we hold back in celebrating that Jesus might draw forth our joy and mm-hmm. our gratitude a little bit more. Mm. Um I think celebrating has been a hard thing in the pandemic for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, just because so much feels so heavy. Yeah. So taking a little time to celebrate and naming God in that hmm. can be some grace for us. I like in this that. time. I like that because I bet a lot of us would recognize the impulse to not be able to celebrate when things are bad or yeah. when there's grief. Totally. Or whatever. And mm-hmm. maybe this maybe part of the miracle. Mm is to say that our human experience allows for mm-hmm. a really broad range of yeah. emotions and experiences mm-hmm. that sometimes can happen simultaneously. Right. I mean, how often do we hear people say that they don't feel like it's right to laugh yeah. at a funeral? Right. Well, but also that person you love who's gone would probably delight in your laughter. Mm. So Gosh. can we hold all that together and say that this is uh, the spectrum our, of our faithful expression yeah. of what this grief is? Yeah. Because the love is also in that. Right. Yeah. I can think of a lot of people in my family mm. who were really funny people mm. and, mm-hmm. you know, created a lot of funniness and joy. Yeah. Um, and even at their funerals, you use that example. Mm-hmm. Um there was a lot of laughter because mm-hmm. of that. And here we'll just overlay Jesus in love mm-hmm. um, yeah. or celebration on whatever people brought to that wedding that day too, mm-hmm. which they did. You know they did. Yeah. Brought yeah. grief or worry right. or whatever. Right. And he says, here's the time for celebration. Let's celebrate too. That's right. I like that. Yeah, That's that right. maybe unlocks mm. some mm. need for permission in us to... Mm do some of that too yeah yeah Mm. Mm. yeah because while it's important to name god in the in the grief or Mm -hmm. in the difficult and in the struggle and the suffering maybe we maybe we sometimes skew a little heavy that way Mm. right as as people who find a lot of meaning in the theology of the cross yeah um but if we maybe we all need to be reminded to to find god in the joy and in the celebration a little bit and to just sit in that too yep so let me ask this. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's kind of a two-part question. Good. Since this is the first of his signs, Ooh. and it comes early, mm-hmm. um, why do you think he chose this as the first of his miracles or signs of his of his glory? And then, secondly, mm. what is what is Jesus' glory? Uh. It says what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. You know, and this the disciples believed in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which part of that question you answer first, but <laughs> what is well, Jesus' glory? I think that's probably my least favorite question oh, ever. Man. I I do it's not like one. the word glory. It's no. very weird, and feels like it's got a little. No, it feels like it's got a lot of self righteousness packed into well, it. Well, and that seems to right, and that's what we bring to it, right? So I just, I, mm-hmm. I kind of don't touch that with a 10-foot pole. It's fine <laughs> that it's in the text, and I, I'm i good with that. Mm-hmm. and know it's got something to teach me, but it's not the thing that really speaks loudly for me yeah. as a person of faith. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I've never had a good answer on that one because I stay away from it with uh, a 10-foot pole. Ooh. Well, and again, I mean, curiously, you and I both went to Concordia College in Moorhead. Naturally. And, and one of the little mottos or themes is soli deo gloria, to God mm-hmm. alone be the glory. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I hear you because we bring mm-hmm. we kind of bring a little bit of a Lutheran. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not theologians of glory. We're theologians of the cross. <laughs> I have always I have said because um, I think I've learned this along the way too that mm-hmm. um, God's glory is found in, like Martin Luther would say, in the opposite. Sure, sure. Which is in the fact that God will suffer with mm-hmm. creation and mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, you know, God will go to that length for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so there isn't a self-righteousness to it. There's actually a sub-righteousness. Mm, or sub-righteousness. The, yeah. There we go. You know, the righteousness is in God yeah. creating good relationship, right relationships with everybody in mm. the in mm. love, mm-hmm. not in power or, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of false majesty or something like that. Sure. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. Mm. So mm. if that's the case, if God will you know, in Jesus, uh, come to human beings place mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. locate God, God's self right there. Mm-hmm. Um, in that wedding, mm-hmm. and if this is the sign of a miracle, what's the miracle in that? Mm. The miracle in that was that they had so much that they didn't need to bother with who got to have some. Cool. Yep. Right? Nice. There, there was just so much, and there wasn't even a mm-hmm. question about that there being enough for everybody and more than enough. Yep. That there was not even a conversation to be had about who gets to go first or who gets to have some. Oh, that's perfect. I, because yeah. we, we never get, we never have that. Mm-hmm. Right? We yeah. only have that in elementary schools when if you have a birthday, you have to bring enough treats for everybody. Oh, right? Like, yeah. that's the only other time that we really do that. Yeah. And that becomes a problem in its own way. Yeah. But if for the, you know, if, mm-hmm. if Jesus is setting the precedent mm-hmm. and setting the table, mm-hmm. right, in maybe a pun kind of way, mm-hmm. setting the table, yeah. it's that we don't need even need to have that conversation anymore when yeah. Jesus is involved. Gosh. I mean, that we could talk for, we're already at almost 18 minutes. Of course. We could talk for another 18 just on this particular topic because mm-hmm. we could go so many places with the ramifications of that. So many. You know, right. when we see ourselves as mm-hmm. God's people or the yeah. church or yeah. disciples or Christians, mm-hmm. this causes us to see everything yeah. with different eyes. Mm-hmm. Every single person is part of things. That's right. There's enough for everybody. There yeah. are no stratifications. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just blows up totally. any of that. Totally. Which I love. If that's the mm-hmm. miracle and the grace here. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What a foretaste of the feast to come ah, in nice. the book of John. Nice. Very right? nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, should we wrap it up here? We probably are at that point. At least this is a teaser for everybody, both for coming to church on Sunday the 9th and listening to uh, our seminarian Nixon from mm-hmm. Tanzania. Yep. That'll be great. And to maybe um, uh, look for our Alter Echo uh, text study podcast on Tuesdays as well on our website. Well, thank you. This has been nice. We'll have to do this again for a Friday Hmm. podcast. We shall sometime. Once in a while. Sounds good. I like it. All right, everybody. Uh, Happy New Year from us and from St. John's, and we will look forward to being with you again very soon on the next uh, Alter Echo. And now God's Word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us 
out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.